Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Atletico Mints. Let me start with a gentle reminder to check your guttering and drain covers for signs of blockage or deterioration following the long winter months. It could save you millions of pounds in future repair bills. Imagine if you can that you are at the counter in an American-style diner just outside Huddersfield. Aside from the retail park and council tip you observe through the window, you really feel that you are in Riverdale, USA. You order a chili dog with fries and a Dr. Pepper ice cream soda and settle down at your table to enjoy the stateside ambience. Suddenly, a damp, mushroomy man in a nylon vest and tracksuit pants dumps himself into the seat opposite you. All right, mate. Sorry about the stench. I just shat me pants in the lorry park. I'm a re- regular gravy boat, me, yeah? Here, give us a chip. I'm busting for a spud rush. It's Andy Dawson. Oh, Mr. Spud Thief. <laughs> pants like tinned meat. Oh, Andrew, Andrew. Should have used the drive through. Oh, Mr. Mushroom. With his gravy perfume, we hooked up on Grinder. Met in an American diner. <laughs> all right, Andy, I messed that all up a bit, but uh, yeah, I'll try and salvage it in the edit. It might sound all right. It might sound half decent. Hey, have you ever seen an episode of Saturday Kitchen that hasn't had a twat on it? Andrew, that's not very nice. I'm just saying, I don't watch it very often, but when I do, there's always at least one twat on there. I think it, the, probably the truth is, Andy, is, is you're always a right grump on Saturday mornings. Oh, right, OK. Because you've got the kids at home or something. I see. So the world see. seems skew-whiffed here. Uh, yeah, I see. Trying not to uh, fall out with the uh, producers of Saturday Kitchen there. Because you know I've you, can never... go along and, you can go along and get a free breakfast. I've never been on Saturday Kitchen. Never been on Have it. Have you not? No, it always looks a bit awkward to me. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, there's too much distance between the table and the kitchen area, and I think they have to kind of shout at each other a bit. Yeah, exactly. No, I think you're absolutely right. Nice to see you, Andrew. Is it? Is it though? It is nice to see you. You look quite. You don't look as pale as normal. Have you? Uh, uh, have you been out jogging? I haven't. I had to came. Um, I came in from the uh, the garden a bit earlier on. I've been picking up some. Um, dog dirt. Describe as dog tods. Yeah. From the yard. Yeah. <laughs> so that was quite energetic. Um, is your no, are your I, dogs? It might it might just be it might just be high blood pressure. I don't know. Are your dogs just like drive through in the garden? You know, it's just a free free to come and go and tod off and come back in. No, no. The thing with my dog is he he's got various needs which are to be fed to go out in the garden for either you know number ones or number twos. But what he does is he just comes and stares at us. 
uh, for any of the needs that he has, and then I've got to try and read his mind and which, work out what it is that he needs. And it's what, just it's a pain in the ass. Just which of the three needs? Yeah. I mean, I don't suppose he'll ever decline food, so that's awkward, isn't it? Because if you offer food, it'll yeah. seem that that's what the need um, he wanted me to. Yeah. Well, he he kind of gets three different major treats throughout the day, and I space them out. So right. uh, he kind of comes and, and sort of begs for one of them sometimes, but just by staring at us. And one of his eyes goes in a slightly different direction to the other one. So it's yeah. always comical. It's probably because he's staring at your wayward left tit. And That's watching it, it is. watching yeah. it, watching it rotate. Hey, the, that's um, a nice T-shirt you're wearing today. There, just just let's have a like closer it? look. It says it says hoist the mainsail, yeah, and it's a little cartoon pirate on there. That's lovely. Yeah, I've been. I've been from Etsy. I got it from. I got. I think it was called Red Bubbles or something. I've been watching it's that TV nice. show. You know the Terror, and oh. I wanted something a little bit like nautical. Is, you know, is that any good? Yeah, it's okay. It's All okay right. if you've got lots of hours to fill with something. It meanders along a bit, but oh, it's got a nice nice atmos. Yeah. Did right. you watch... I'll, I'll get round to that in 2025, probably. Okay. I don't think you ever will. Hey, Andrew. What? Uh, well, potentially good news. Listen up. I hope so. Steve Bruce, yeah, has got a new <laughs> crime series coming out on Netflix, yeah? Has he really? It, yeah, the working title is Geordie Heat. Okay. Oh, I'm already invested. And yeah. the, the guys at Infinity Rocket Plastic, Plastics have managed to hack me out an extract from the edit suite, you know, where they're putting it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, shall I play it for you? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So this is Geordie Heat, Andy. It's a bit experimental. Yeah. Um, right, good. It's got a lovely soundtrack. I'll, I'll play a bit of that to start it off. Geordie Heat. <laughs> Hot Geordie Nights. Hot Geordies. Geordie Heat. (laughs) Ah, there you go. Um, Right, here it is. Um, Hello, this is Northumberland Police, Geordie Heat Squad, Constable Denise Welsh. Can I take your name, please, sir? Yeah, this is Mr Sting, you know, from the Massive House. Oh, hello, Mr Sting. How can I help you now, pet? Well, I, I was out dancing at the reggae club tonight, right? And right, and when I got back, my house had been burgled. <laughs> oh, dear, Mr Sting, that's awful, pet. What did they take? Oh, they took me best, like my, me, me best medieval loot and me exercise bike. <laughs> oh, dear. Can can you tell how they gained entry to your massive house? Massive hammer battle, look at it. My front door smashed the fuck. Mrs. Sting will probably think I forgot my key and I'll be for it. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Sting. What did they steal again? Me loot and me exercise bike, for God's sake. Okay, calm down, Mr. Sting, now. Did you notice anything unusual on your way back up your massive drive? Oh, I did see a fella looking at me from behind a tree and he was wearing a very bright hat. (laughs) Okay, that's good. Now, would you, Mr. Sting, would you be able to come down the station and give us a description of the man with the very bright hat behind the tree on your massive drive? No, I can't be bothered with that. I'll tell you, I'll just buy a new loot and a new exercise bike. Thanks for nothing. (laughs) Mike Ashley. 
enters the incident room. Mm. Right, as you all know, I'm Chief Superintendent Mark Ashley. This meeting of the Serious Crime Squad, sponsored by Sports Direct, is brought to you by Sports Direct in association with the Home Office and Sports Direct Enterprises. I'd now like to introduce you to your new boss at the Sports Direct Serious Crime Squad, Chief Inspector Steve Bruce. I'll leave it to you, Steve. I'll be in the shitter if you need me. I thank you, Mike. Right, all of yous gather round. I'd like to introduce myself. Now, my name's Chief Inspector Steve Bruce, and I'll be heading up the Serious Crime Division from now on. I'm hoping we can all get on and have a nice time and that. So, any questions? Yes, DC Henderson. Uh, whoosh! Yeah, I like man country star, you know, with a crunchy top, topping like. Will that still be an option? Uh, thank you, sir. Oh, and I hope you enjoyed your day here at the studio. <laughs> I don't worry, Hendo. No big changes are going to be made. I'm going to convert the first and second interview rooms into a fish and chip cum kebab shop. That's probably the only big difference you'll notice. Yes, D.I. Shelby. Welcome on board, Inspector Bruce. I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say what a magnificent, bulbous and pulsating neck you have. It's quite beautiful, like a pillowcase full of slugs. I just wanted to check that I will still only be working the night shift. Or graveyard shift, as some call it. Monster mash! (laughs) Aye, first off, JJ, thanks for your lovely comments about me neck. Much appreciated. Obviously, in your case, I'll keep you on nights whenever possible. It's always been my philosophy to put individual needs above those of the team. Aye, right, yes, DC St. Maximum. Uh, As you know, boss, I love to investigate in a beautiful way. I love to collect evidence with flair and individuality and to submit my police reports in the form of poetry. Can you reassure me that my unique skills will not be shackled by a more pragmatic and boring style of investigation? Look... To be honest, DC St. Maximum, it's time you realise that police work is not about entertainment. It's about grinding out results through good old-fashioned coppering, walking the beat, roughing up some prozzies, <laughs> slipping a tenant to a snitch, stop and search blitzes sponsored by Sports Direct. The old tried-and-tested tactics that, you know, occasionally get your result. <laughs> But I promise you this, Maximum, and I have no hesitation in saying this, I will be getting you a hat that can accommodate your Sports Direct headband. Uh, Thank you, boss. Headband? When my puppy's born, I'll call it headband, and I won't stop till I reach Exmouth. Dawn of the Dead is not a bad movie. Hear, hear. I usually watch it in my purple knickers. (laughs) Now I've got one more thing to do. I would like to introduce you to a new member of the team. Now, first off, I have to say it is a lady. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Oh, oh no! no That's us fucked! Hey, calm down. Calm down. Now, she last worked with the force some four years ago and built up one hell of a reputation as an interrogator. 
You may remember the confession by Tony the Plug Knobs. Well, it was her what got him to crack. She's a sweetheart and a hinny to boot. Please welcome onto the team, Mrs. Carol Beardsley. Come on through, sweetheart. Why don't you say a few words, pet? Oh, hiya, everyone. I feel as if I know some of you already through watching the police interceptors, Nina. I would just like to say that I am very and happy to be part of Geordie Squad. And remember, just because I've got fronties doesn't mean I don't pack a hook and punch. <laughs> would you mind, D.I. Bruce, if I had a quick word in your hook and ear? Right, you lot. Get yourselves down the new chippy and get a good scran on. So, what is it, Carol? If you ever fork and call me pet or sweetheart in front of the team, I will lump you so fork and heavily that your bed fork and nose will straighten up, reversing on its fork and self and present itself as a fork and duck's beak. Is that fucking understood? <laughs> uh, yes, DC Beasley. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to working with you. You're a good lad, Steve. Now fuck off back to your office so I can get stuck into these lads. <laughs> Jody Heat. Hot Jody Nights. <laughs> How are the squad? <laughs> oh, Jody Knights. <laughs> I like it. Jody Heat. So that's a new item. You know, I you like never it. know, do you, Andy? That feels like a keeper. We do the Athletico Parsnips episodes now and again, and we uh, listeners get a chance to send in questions and requests occasionally. Yeah. And we've had one that's spilled over into this episode. It's from Michael Fryer. And he said, can you ask Mark Lawrenson his top ten boxers, please? Uh, so I uh, forwarded that request to Mark, and he sent back uh, an MP3. Uh, Good so old I'll Mark. Just, I'll just play that, and we'll just see what he says. I'm Mark Lawrenson. My top ten boxers. Are you sure? My God, has it come to this? Right, here we go. Number ten, a pizza box. Number nine, a shoe box. Some nice tan brokes inside it. Uh, number eight, that box at the end of the film. Seven. Number seven, uh, mystery box. Uh, number six, box of Maltesers. Number five, a cereal box. Number four, box of uh, box of trousers. Uh, number three, an egg box. Number two, uh, oh, toolbox. Have I said that already? No. A toolbox, yeah. Uh, a number one, uh, a joke box. There, I hope that's satisfactory. Thank you, goodbye. Thank you, Mark. There you go. Not a bad list, that. Well, he didn't sound all that enthused about it, did he? To be fair. Well, he never but... does. He never no. does, Andy. True, true. Especially when it comes to football. <laughs> but I liked my two favourite of his choices was mm. probably... I liked the trouser box. The bo- yeah, box of trousers. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. And I liked the mystery box. I'd the like to have a look box. in that. Everyone loves a mystery yeah, liked... box until it's too late. Andrew, I'm, I'm mm. going to do something. I haven't got your permission. We'll see how you feel about it. All right, yeah. You know I've been writing this book. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned um, that, yeah. What's it about? 
about things like what I did and that. You know, <laughs> is that what it's called? What, what I did and yeah. that by Bob Mortman. What I did and that. All and, right. um, yeah. So I thought I'd read out a little bit um, for Mints, you know, like an exclusive right, sort okay. of thing. Yeah. And I, I chose a bit because it's got um, a pertinence, pertinence, mm-hmm. because it's about when I met a bloke who mm-hmm. subsequently I became the alderman. Oh, right. Okay. So it's got slightly interesting. Yeah. So. Just to put you in the picture, this was my first day at work as a solicitor at the town hall. Right. And uh, I had to have a meeting um, with the town clerk. Right. And this is how it went. So this is, okay. I'm reading from my book. It's like audio book, Andrew. Fucking hell. Okay. Um, so uh, his office was rather grand, um, all wood panelling and mahogany furniture, portraits of important politicians adorning the walls, yeah? Unusually, his desk was positioned on a slightly raised area, yeah, with me seated on a lower level. So he was, like, quite a high town clerk, Andrew. Yeah. That's to his credit, isn't it? A high man, yeah. Yeah, so this is how it went. How are you... How the fuck do I do his voice? <laughs> how are you settling in, Robert? Um, fine, fine, thanks. Yeah, I think I'm finding my feet. Do you have any friends or family in London, Robert? <laughs> uh, no... Not really, sir. It can take time to make friends. Are you confident, lad, or more of a mouse, Robert? (laughs) Somewhere in between, I lied. Almost tempted to twiddle me whiskers, you know, Mm. and reach into me jacket for some pocket cheese. (laughs) The council has many sporting and social clubs that might be a good place to start. What are your particular interests, Robert? Well, um, the law, obviously. Boring! <laughs> well, I like football. I played a lot and uh, I support Middlesbrough. I thought you said you liked football. <laughs> Are you a drinker, Robert? <laughs> yeah, I like a drink at, you know, at the weekend when I haven't got any work. I drink every day, Robert. I find it a joy. <laughs> I'll tell Jeff Wilson to take you out for a drink. Yes, that's what I'll do. Go out for a drink with Jeff, Robert. That's the best way to oil the wheels of friendship. <laughs> Have you got anywhere to live, Robert? No, I haven't. You're saying you're homeless? <laughs> and it carries on. But I just thought it was... I, 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 I should stop there. I'm indulging. Oh, that was lovely. So that's that was a, a, the a start t- of me... Uh, that was a, a tantalising uh, excerpt. I thought it was fun because that was where... Uh, that's how I imagine the alderman looks as well, just like yeah. this fella. And that's called what what I did and that. Things what no, it's called and away. And away. Is it? That's lovely. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. (laughs) 
I've been recording the audio version of it, you know, where right. you speak out. Yeah, what, I know what, what audio did. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's this. It was this place in Surrey where a bloke I only know was Tony. Yeah. He's got a studio in what would have been a stable block, you know. He was in some like world music band in the seventies, right, you know, yeah. big gates driveway and all that. So I parked up Andy, and round from round the back of the house came a massive, I mean massive, like light brown coloured dog. I think they're called bull mastiffs. Oh yeah, proper yeah. dog. Yeah. Um, and he's barking up the place, and he s- stops about uh, ten foot in front of me. I'm scared of dogs, Andy. Mm. And he's making like um, a long growl, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, that's quite an intimidating growl, a long one, isn't it, Andy? Yeah, as growls go, yeah. Yeah, don't you think so? And so, I'm a quick thinker, Andy. You know that, don't you? <laughs> that's what I always say about you, yeah. And I remembered I had a nice lump of pocket meat in me in my jacket namely a pork farm scotch egg um so i took it out of my pocket and i tossed it just in front of this dog and it did that thing what dogs do you know where it leant down with its paws out in front of it and it like nestled the scotch egg between its paws started licking it yeah no you know nosing about with it um so i sort of took a really wide walk around him just as a bloke appears from around the back long hair scruffy jumper jeans you know prog rock look about him yeah um says hello tells me I, I, is this boring you Andy? no it's, it's all right i don't have to do much so it's fine <laughs> he tells me to follow him round to the studio he's not tony it turns out tony right. he tells me is on a zoom call andrew <laughs> yeah. yeah who isn't these and days <laughs> so um to get to the studio area first of all we had to go through like an indoor swimming pool I say, oh, it's a nice pool. Tony's a lucky lad. And mm. this bloke says to me, this prog rocker, he says you should have a swim. Mm. It's a good way to prepare for a recording session. Definitely, yeah. There's lots, <laughs> there's lots of swimming, sh- <laughs> there's lots of swimming shorts in the changing room and that, and you can have a shower afterwards. Yeah, well, yeah. do you know what, Andy? I thought, fuck it. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. I'm going to have a swim. Why not? I've never had a swim in an indoor pool in an house. Nah. When it's off at the other plate like that, you've got to do it, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I kept. Put me little trunks on, little yellow mm-hmm. yellow shorts they were. Yeah. Um, I come out of the changing room and this bloke st- stood there by the side of the pool and he's holding a large sort of metal model of the Chrysler building in New York <laughs> in his hand, yeah? yeah. And yeah. in his other hand, he's got a large shard, a shard of glass and it's got some dirt on the end of it. The Chrysler building's really pointy, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. It was, I don't yeah. know, it's about a foot and a half long or something like right, that. Yeah, okay. He says... Take your trunkies off and lie flat on your face <laughs> on the poolside, you little fat hobbit. <laughs> South African fella. Well, well Andy, he's got this shard, shard of glass with a dirty tip. Yeah. <laughs> what, what am I meant? What am I meant to do? Just you comply. Know? You got to, haven't you? Yeah. He said, "Do exactly as I say, or I'll split your neck with this dirty shard." <sighs> I said, I said, can, can I, can I just ask me, what is the dirt on the, on the, on the point of that shard? It's uh, just general dirt. Could be mud. It could be tar. I don't fucking know. I said, um, it looks a little bit like furniture polish. I say, he says, good call. I think you're right. Now point your ass up in the air so that it's facing the industrial light fitting on the ceiling. So I, I do as I'm told, right? He says, now take this model of the Chrysler building and start to slowly insert it into your butty. 
he'd give it to me and I managed to sort of get the pointy bit in the right position. Right, feed it in very slowly and start to beatbox. So I do as I'm told, you know. And then suddenly I hear a commotion near the door and I look up to see the bull mastiff dive at the bloke and take him to the floor and he's followed by, who I now know, to be Tony. Oh, thank you, thank you, I say. He says, um, don't thank me, thank the dog. I says, yeah, you're right. I say, yeah, what's he called? Billy Hoops Pastry and Tomatoes. <laughs> so I say, so I say, um, thank you, Billy Hoops Pastry and Tomatoes. I say, Tony, do you think he really would have made me insert the Chrysler building fully up myself? <laughs> Too fucking grot. Pro Grockers, you've got to fucking love them. There you go. So that was it. Wasn't a unident. It was one of those tales. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Who could have seen that coming? Not me. That's Did for I sure. fool you at all? Did I fool a you a bit for about seven seconds? I think I was fooled. <laughs> um, listen, uh, you mentioned beatboxing there. I've been doing a bit of beatboxing as well because I, I, I regret to inform you that I have done another one of my songs for this podcast. All right, no, that's fine by so, me. Uh, let's have a little listen to that. I assume it hasn't got a melody, yeah? It's just a kind of a howl of um, anguish, if anything. But I uh, see what you I think. liked your one, you know. Oh, yeah. Where's me shoes or something? What was it? Where's me shoes? No, it wasn't that one. No, oh, my name is Stan. Name What's is Steve, your name? Steve from South Shields. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Okay. All right. Well, you might like this one just as much. It's, it's similarly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Basic. So, yeah. I'll, uh, here we go. See what you reckon. I got a limp, I got a limp, I've had it since 89. I got a limp, I got a limp, and I'm feeling pretty fine. Stairs are not a problem, I just take me time. I got a limp, I got a limp, I've got a limping state of mind. I got a limp, I got a limp, and it drives me round the bend. I got a limp, I got a limp, and I would not recommend... I'm saving up for a built-up shoe. It costs 90 quid, I've got 62. I've got a limp, I've got a limp, but I'll get there in the end. There it is. Very nice, Andrew. It's, a, it's National Limp Awareness Fortnight coming up, so I've done it for that. Uh, is that the truth? Do you think, yeah. Do you think that's the worst song I've ever done? No. Oh, God, no. Oh, well, I'll take that then. Did you, Have you been in touch with Infinities about um, slaughters or anything, Andrew? I have. Yeah, that was a smooth segue. Um, <laughs> I have. The lads at Infinity Rock Plastics, the uh, intercepted a phone conversation between Adrian Lewis and a representative of Slaughter's Restaurant. They've sent it, sent it to me as a non-fungible token. What's a non... What is what? What is a, what's one of them? I have got literally no idea, but I've put it in my machine here and I'll press play and we'll see what happens. Hello, Adrian Lewis here. Hello, Mr. Lewis. It's Slaughter's Restaurant. We're taking pre-orders for our gala reopening night in a few weeks' time. Would you like to hear the menu options? Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. I mean, I'm on the pot at the moment, but yes, oh, yes, please proceed. As you wish, sir. For your starter, your choices are soft-boiled emu egg with soldiers made from strips of badger jerky. Oh, yes, fuck, bang, bang, put in the key, start the fucking car. 
Oh, you can have a selection of roasted cubes of lynx tits served on toothpicks. Oh, what are the toothpicks made from? Wood, sir. Wood? Wood's a vegetable. Fuck off. No, you fuck off. All right, get rid of the vegetables and do me three of those hot eggs with the tits stuffed in them, all right? Very well, sir. What about me mains? I'm cradling me belly here in me forearm, waiting for your words to provoke an eruption within it. Oh, your first choice, sir, is locally sourced platypus chops. <laughs> Could I ask, are they locally sourced? I just said the fucking word. <laughs> They've been mechanically retrieved from an abandoned holiday camp, sir. Very, 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 very nice location. And how will they be served? They'll be smashed together in a bucket and served in a heap with gravy that's been laced with sump oil from Rancrags' tractor. Oh, my knackers are pulsating so hard I can feel them bobbing on the pot water. <laughs> so fucking sorry about that. No, 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 don't be. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> oh, sir, you're going to have a COVID-secured full bat that's been slow-roasted in the pocket of Ranch Gags's chinos. <laughs> Oh, fuck yes. That sounds more tender than my fucking hernia. Do the whole lot in the bucket with extra sump oil and pour it straight down my neck pipe in a fucking brass funnel. <laughs> Shall we add your dessert in with that as well, sir? Fuck yes, just blend it all up. What is it, by the way? Blue bottle sorbet, sir. Oh, yes, 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 I will take the lot. You dirty old bastard, sir. And that's, that's where it cut off. So, all right. Uh, there we looking go. Forward, he's looking forward, he'll be looking forward to that opening, won't he, Adrian? Gallery opening at Slaughter's. Imagine that, if only we could be invited to that. Maybe you'll be invited to it, Bob, and we'll find out what happens. Oh, that... Dream on, dream on. Would you like a quiz? Yeah, I always take a quiz, Andrew. You know okay. I Okay, let's have a look. I've got a quiz here. It's um, it's an old format. We've done it in the past before, but I'm calling it Moth or Not Moth. Okay. Very simple. I'll give you some uh, names of species of moths. I think species is the right word. I'm not sure. You've got to tell me, is it a moth or is it not a moth? Are you ready? I'm ready, yeah. Number one. Chalk carpet. Moth or not moth? Moth. Correct. It is a moth. Yes. Number two. Moth 634. Moth or not moth? Not moth. <laughs> not a moth. Correct. Number three. The two-armed bandit. Moth or not moth? Moth. Not Ah, oh, fuck it. Number four, the powdered Quaker. Moth. Or not moth. Moth. It is a moth, yes. Finally, the obscure wainscot. Moth. Or not moth. Moth. Ah, four out of five. I did all right. You did. <laughs> Might bring that back next time, moth or not moth. Went well. It was pretty good, wasn't it? I've had a Scottish um, tale delivered to me from the island. Have you? Did that interest you, darling? It interests me intensely, yeah. Um, it's it's not too long. 
It's not too long. Does it? Does that help convince you? I'm not asked, to be honest. <laughs> Here we go with a Scottish tale. <laughs> Young Morgan McLeish was that rare breed of boy with an inquiring mind and an insatiable thirst for knowledge and learning. Frustrated by the absence of books and computing on the island, he would often visit the home of Jacob Robertson, the last headmaster of the island school before it was destroyed on the orders of the laird. Jacob was a prisoner in his home. The laird had decreed that he never set foot outside it and that his only visit should be for the delivery unto him of his weekly supply of oats, oat cakes, oat bars, oat fingers. You won't believe it's not oats. Meat slices, oaty herrings and oat milk. Fortunately. Fortunately for Morgan, he had been tasked with making these deliveries and made use of those occasions to question Jacob on all matters pertaining to science and social history, (laughs) both subjects with which Morgan had a burning fascination. (laughs) He would sit transfixed as Morgan spoke of Charles Darwin, Louis Pasteur, Sir Alan Sugar... He would shuffle uncomfortably as Jacob talked of life on the island before the Lambretter scooter fell from the sky and the laird and his thugs decided to cut the island off from regular society on the mainland. But it was, of course, stories of his life on the mainland that fascinated Morgan the most. Jacob would tell him of coffee emporiums with loud whooshing machines that first piping hot coffee through complicated pipes, requiring the owners to charge up to five pounds for a cup. He would speak of consumer disposables, such as odour eaters, that were inserted into your shoe and would literally devour any smells or other unpleasantness that might arise within the shoe or boot. Best of all, he spoke of a store called B&M, where all manner of shampoos and imported electrical fittings could be purchased side by side with pet foods and celebratory cakes. One day during such a chat, there was a knock on the door. Morgan panicked, for he knew that to indulge in discourse with Jacob was to tempt the anger of the laird. Don't worry, young Morgan. It is just my daughter. That's just my daughter, Sarah. She visits me once a month to tend to the ulcers on my lower leg. You're free to stay. She would never sprag upon you to the laird. Sarah entered the living room, nodded her head towards Morgan and took off her heavy coat and weatherproof boots. Stood there in her tight cotton blouse, Morgan could immediately see that she had plenty tit to spare. Quite possibly enough to throw a shadow over an entire picnic hamper or even a couple of sleeping Labradors. Morgan (laughs) felt the stirring within him and felt it best to leave the home and run off his ardour on the cliffs of Mallon Cove. As he stood to leave, Sarah glanced over. I see your personal pipework is bulging heavily as if perhaps there is a blockage or impediment within. Morgan blushed, but the lassie was right. His pipe had swollen and its tip was pressing hard against the penknife in his pocket. 
Och, no, it's just a temporary favour caused by the fireside heat. I shall be away now and wish you fair progress with your duties. <laughs> Morgan opened the door, only to be immediately confronted with a hooded figure of a laird's henchman and an attack kestrel called Dronine. Morgan ran as to make an escape, but was soon felled by the sharp claws of Dronine and the heavy boot of its master. Sarah and Jacob huddled together as they heard the final screams of young Morgan's demise. But, dear listener, it was not the poisoned beak of Dronine that killed him, but rather his first sight of the henchman as he lowered his hood, for he had the face of Matt Hancock. The face of Matt Hancock! The face of Matt Hancock! Scottish Tales is brought to you from beyond the mainland on the island. So there's, there's something, Andy. Is that everything? Yeah, did you watch Salvage Hunters for me? I can't remember whether you did you or did. not. You did, you kept, you kept insisting I watched it. I watched an episode of it yesterday, it was perfectly enjoyable, yeah? You enjoyed it? It was alright, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I watched it again. You'll watch it again? I don't understand why you were so insistent that I watch it, but yeah, it was pretty good. Anything uh, else you've been watching? I'll tell you what, 24 Hours in Police Custody's back on Monday. Oh, lovely. Thank you for pointing that out. Thank you for that. Yes. You, you got line of duty on Sunday, I think. I'm st- me and my son's been working our way through the whole thing. We're up to a series four at the minute, so we'll have to wait. Well, that's better, isn't it? Thing. You can watch them in a block. Yeah. We're um, um, binging on it, I think they say. Uh, it doesn't get any better than The Wall with Danny Dyer for me on a Saturday evening. I know, I know you do love that. that show. You love it, Fantastic don't you? Fantastic bit of telly, absolutely. Me mate Paul Whitehouse loves it. Well, I watched um, Your Honour mm-hmm. with um, Brian Cranston, you know, from Breaking yeah. Bad. Yeah, any good? It's it's all right. You know, it's, it's okay. Right. That's almost disappointing when it's just all right, isn't it's it? It's all right, you know. Yeah. Um, before we go, I'm thinking of an animal's backside. Can you guess what it is? Yeah, can I just please have, is it UK worldwide or uh, can you give me... Worldwide. It's found a, around the world. Found around well, the world. Also found in the UK, I believe. Um, one other, can, can I have another, one more clue? A clue? Uh, it, no, I am I'm going to ask it. No, can, is it a low... Medium or high? Uh, um, God, that's tricky. I'm going to say medium, but I'll also say I'm glad that it's moving away from me. Okay, Doc, thank you for that. Um, I think, oh, but it's worldwide. I think it can you be found around the world, yeah. I think um, you're looking at a Rottweiler. Nah, it's grizzly bear. Oh, Andy, fuck off. What, you get grizzly bears in the United Kingdom? You get grizzly... Yeah, in Scotland, don't you? Oh, you... I would have known it was a bear. I thought it was going to be a mouse, actually. That's why I wanted... I thought I was looking at a very low... So I thought it why might would have been that a mouse. Be, why would I be happy that a mouse was running away from me? Yeah, but you... do not fucking bothered d- about a mouse. Don't claim victory over that because you've, you've misled me. You've lied to me. Grizzly bears... What, do you not remember that grizzly bear called Hercules that used to live in Scotland and it went on the run <laughs> in about 1980? Do you not remember yeah, that? Hercules doesn't make the grizzly bear an indigenous species. Look, thank you for right, listening, okay. everyone. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Um, thanks, <laughs> thanks, for your everyone. Lo- thanks for your lovely song, Andrew. Yeah, everyone, stay safe and stay strong. See ya. Bye.
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.